0: Last time I accidentally recorded to the cloud, which doesn't give me a separate channel for each uh, participant. So I was working off of just one track last uh, last time. So uh, <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, it, it was easier to do, but I couldn't filter out as much background noise. Kind of, yeah, you know, I, I didn't bother like uh, calibrating everyone's individual levels, uh, as I had mentioned. Prior to initiating the Zoom recording, I was trying to cram Midnight's by Taylor Swift, which has been out for, what, a few weeks now? A couple weeks? I, I don't yeah, know. a little
1: while.
0: Yeah. I just keep seeing uh, posts from y'all on social media. I, I don't know. Have you been involved in this? The you, you know, You've know you been selected by Ticketmaster to be a part of Taylor Swift's...
1: Presale? Pre-s- no. Yeah. That, so, okay. Alex... Alex did, and I don't know if my friend Lindsay did, okay. um, but my friend Lindsay was in a Buzzfeed article about how she has a, her own savings account for oh. money to go towards Taylor Swift concerts. <laughs> um, so yeah, she apparently stayed under budget though. Um, but yeah, so she's famous on Buzzfeed now. Um, yeah. But no, I didn't do it. I'm not. I don't know. I like I like concerts, hmm. but I don't. I don't know. I'm very particular. Like especially if I have to spend a lot of money, like Mm -hmm. which ones I go to. So like, I really wanted to go to Adele's the last time she had a tour, but Mm -hmm. but the scalpers, man, they, they buy the tickets so fast. And they were so expensive. I was like, I'm not, I was like, I'll stand outside the like stadium and try and see if I can hear. I'm not spending that kind of money.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The (laughs) almighty algorithm needs to step in and, you know, make sure that the true fans at least get special access to uh you know (laughs) these types of things (laughs) instead of um, no like uh,
1: it's so crazy how expensive it is because like they're they're doing a Beetlejuice the Broadway Mm -hmm. version national tour okay and I looked into the area like the places they're coming to around my area Mm -hmm. because my daughter loves the the album. So I was like oh Oh. she you know she's nine she'd probably be interested in going because she loves it it was so expensive like i don't know my Mm. thing is i'm like if i'm not gonna be like close to the stage i'm not spending like i would never spend six hundred dollars on a seat for myself i was like (laughs) that's insane they i better get pulled onto the stage and be a part of the production like no so well and i looked so i went like to the actual like uh venue because i was like i wonder if you can just buy them from the venue Mm -hmm. they were probably like those seats that i had been looking at were like 140 a piece okay. and the seats like on the venue was like 60 bucks and i was like are you serious and it's because they get bought out by like these secondary um, like ticket sellers and i'm like okay. and then they just like you know jack the price up so i'm like that's dumb
0: <laughs> uh Beetlejuice, really that, that seems a bit offbeat but
1: uh i know it she loves <laughs> she found it on my spotify and yeah. That and I don't have you ever heard of six, the musical?
0: Uh, no, I don't think so. Six. Oh,
1: wait, oh. uh it's gosh, it King it was was it one of the King Georges? No, King Henry. Henry the fifth.
0: Oh, okay. Or was it
1: Henry the Fifth or Henry the Eighth that had all the wives? There,
0: okay. The, yeah, there is a I mean, it came right up on Google search. Uh Henry the Eighth had a bunch of wives.
1: Henry yeah. It, it's a basically a musical about all of his oh, wives. Geez.
0: The six wives.
2: And, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy.
1: But that they it's on Broadway and it, I think it's on it's like in London on there, like oh. Broadway. Um, and she she finds so many interesting things on Spotify, but she just loves listening to random musicals and she's like, Oh yeah, I love Beetlejuice. And I'm like, Have you seen the actual movie Beetlejuice? Yeah, I think I think she has now, huh. but when she found it, she had not. And I'm like, You need to watch the original, Michael Keaton, I know the writer yeah Catherine o'hara sure. come on uh, gotta get with it
0: <laughs> yeah i just i've probably given up on trying to stay abreast of the happenings on broadway uh you know whatever filters into mainstream culture i'll you know at least hear about eventually but um it's uh it's not necessarily my demo i don't know <laughs>
1: no i was a musical theater kid that's, uh-huh. that's my jam that's how I got into the princess gigs.
2: Yeah. yeah she was like, sure. oh, you like
1: to sing? You want to be a princess? I was like, sure. I like to act yeah. and sing. I can do that.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. I like aspects of Yeah. I mean, I definitely, you know, if, if I had the means, you know, I would probably go out of my way to see as many shows as I could. But uh, uh, overall, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a fun curiosity for me um and you know the the i i like a lot of like taylor swift songs i'm not like a fan i mean it'd be fun to see a a show and no i mean it was she was uh the the album definitely was served up to me on spotify when it came out because i have you know several of her songs saved my favorites but um i i wouldn't refer to myself as a swifty you know, I, w- I wouldn't, um, uh, what's the word, like uh, repudiate or um, denounce the title if someone were to ascribe it to me, but uh, I-, I wouldn't self-ascribe Yeah,
1: you're like, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm a casual fan of Taylor Swift. For I'm not, sure. like Alex, Alex was like crying about getting the presale. She was yeah. telling me about it in our, our group chat. And I was just like, cool, guys. <laughs> I mean, I like Taylor Swift. I've listened to a couple of her uh-huh. songs but I wasn't like you know first day at midnight sure. like just playing it all night in my sleep. No, sure, sure. I, I casually listen.
0: <laughs> Are you familiar with any of the songs off the latest album?
1: Well, there. Uh,
0: have any of them kind of?
1: Well, I the I don't know any of the names of any of the songs. Okay. Um. What is the all right, let me look it up because I, I know if the, I see it, I will.
0: The the one I have saved them. to my Spotify favorites is uh, uh, "Antihero." I like that one.
1: I've heard that one. I like that one. Um, the uh, "It's Me." Hi, I'm the problem. Yeah, it's yeah, me. That song I've heard. <laughs> that, that's yeah. all I've heard. Um, and then the one that she has a video for, where she's in the glitter, the glitter and the jewels.
2: Okay. I can't the, remember
1: any of the names. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Vigilante,
0: <laughs> something. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, but anyways, I, yeah, music can grow on me too if I try to go, you know, album side on a artist. Uh, there are very few, you know, bands over the years or musical artists that I've like actually gotten into entire albums worth of their discography.
1: I'm probably. I would say I'm like that with it with Adele. When her yeah. 30 came out, I was like, okay, especially because now she's a mom, and I'm like, hi, oh, I can get with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I really liked her album, but I love Adele. I'm always like, I, I feel like such a snob sometimes because I'm like, oh, like music nowadays, it's just all you know auto tuning and <laughs> blah blah blah. I feel so old sometimes, but. I don't know. She just, like, she has like raw talent and it's so nice to hear someone who just goes up there and sings. I'm like, I would go watch a concert if her just standing there and singing. I, you don't need to dance. And apparently she's also very funny. So I'm like, yeah, you know, just talking, hanging out, singing some really good songs and then like, going
0: yeah. home. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I like a couple of those songs. Um, 1989 and um, it, no, what, what oh, what was the one after that, the the dark, yeah, it's black and white. Yeah. Oh gosh, I'm I'm just not a not Adele, of Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> um, I <was> like what? <laughs> I'm trying to think, because yeah, I I've only, but there there were a couple albums I purchased at Taylor Swift um, and really liked them, uh, but why am I totally just blanking? Um, let's see okay there's
1: um there was 1989 there's
0: red no um, after the one after 1989 yeah a reputation, um, reputation there, there, yeah yeah those two were kind of relatable for me. um yeah.
1: and then it was lover yeah i liked reputation i actually liked her like villain era yeah when she was like yeah everyone's mean fight me <laughs> i was like yeah okay i like the angsty taylor this is fun um
2: yeah, the, and then the she was like, one... like
1: whimsical she had like her whimsical era for a while
0: yeah, I don't know, kind of like the saccharine teen, teeny bop star. Yeah, I I didn't, I wasn't here for any of that. But now she's like into wine mom phase, but she's not a mom. So she's just, you know, she's the one at the party. Who, she, she She's the yeah.
1: 30-year-old wine girl. <laughs> her,
0: her friends are kind of mellowed out. And, yeah, so I don't know. It's
1: She shows up with the big bottle and she's like, hey, guys. <laughs> I, I have but, a few friends like that, so... Yeah. They're all around that age, too. They're like 31. They don't have kids yet. And they're like, yeah, girl, let's drink. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you want to do it at my house? I, I don't want to go out. <laughs> Come to my house.
0: I had a segue to tie this all into Disney, but it might be a little obscure. It might be a, a bit of a yarn. But um, <laughs> the, that anti-hero song, it I, I like it a lot. Um, And it's sort of like a better version. See, like songs will often do certain things. And and we were going to talk about this lawsuit too uh, with Robert Lopez, um, yeah. where you know there's these scant similarities between you know songs and and oftentimes like you know if I find one song that that just does delivers a melody or a certain rhythm or vibe better than another song that does something similar, then I'll I'll maybe switch over preferring the latter <laughs> song you know, um, but um. Uh, this one it, there's there's like a moment that gets that one song from Owl city stuck in my head the, the that song mm-hmm. good time i don't know if uh, carly ray jepson was also on that song or something but i don't like that song owl city <laughs> he, that, he's kind of hit and miss with me but it's got like the same melodic riff as this anti-hero song which i do like so I'm i'm glad for that but i don't like how I end up getting that Owl City song stuck in my head <laughs> after listening to Antihero, uh, which I prefer the song from the end of wreck Ralph, which I love the, the Owl City song. When can we do this again? then they used it for yes. the, the night parade. I love that song.
1: Yes. Um, so we do a whole dance to that at princess stuff. And yeah. so that song plays on repeat in my brain. Like, and all, I can just hear it and like, Oh, when, when can I see you again? Mm-hmm. Someone will say it. And it's then it's there for the rest of the day. I'm like in inside yeah. out it's an yeah, earworm. They,
0: they've got a pretty good track record over at Disney of of good like earworms with their pop uh hit collapse that they do with uh you know mainstream pop artists like Owl City, like Shakira for Zootopia. Yes. Uh, I I like that song, Try Everything. Yeah. Um and yeah, so bringing us into our conversation today of Zootopia plus Uh, On Disney Plus. This is the Thodcast Conversations about Animation. Thanks for joining us on the Thodcast podcast. I'm Philip Elke, joined by Bridget. Thank you, Bridget, for showing in Uh, from uh, Georgia. I'm up here in northern Minnesota, separated by a mere uh, Zoom call, as I had mentioned (laughs) at the start of the (laughs) episode. Uh, but but yeah getting into some of the material for today's uh show um Alex won't be joining us looks like but we did uh power through all no <laughs> uh they they were pretty easy uh, digesting the the six uh special um event kind of episodes of Zootopia Plus that there's an anthology series of just like short films um, I don't know were any of them longer than like 10 minutes I I, I don't think so
1: short. yeah I, I think that they were all about 10 minutes so oh. I'd watched the other three like the first three the other day mm-hmm. and then I watched the other three earlier today and then I rewatched the one the other three I was mm-hmm. like yeah good I mean I was sitting there with my toddler and I was like oh yeah because he, he didn't like it when I watched it the other day, he was not happy. He wanted to watch like Paw Patrol or something. (laughs) And I was like, no, I'm watching this. You'll get over it. Um, But today he actually sat there and watched them. But I like, I was so tickled that they like tied in the episodes to the happenings in the movie.
2: Sure. Mm -hmm. Cause I
1: thought it was just going to be like, oh yeah, this is about the characters who are also in the movie. But then it's like, oh, actually these things all lead up to like this part in the movie when you see this character. And I was like, Oh well, that's cute. I like how they like gave them their own little stories and then like plugged them in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That makes me wonder if they'll have a second one. They I feel could like it did well enough.
0: They could do a lot. Uh, yeah, I well, the reason why we're talking about this, I I really do have a soft spot in my heart for Zootopia. I thought it was uh, just yeah, it's, it, it really is very impressive how this original story you know was such a success coming from disney i think like it it did win the oscar for best animated feature over moana which also came out the same year i think it did better at the box office than moana which is uh, pretty impressive for non-musical if if i'm not mistaken um i'm gonna look up is it came out in 2016 um i'm just gonna um now Nowadays, the default oftentimes for these stupid box office numbers on box office mojo, I think, is is like the total for uh, during the year. Okay, calendar grosses in year releases. That's what I want. Um, Yeah, that's the only stat that means anything. If if it released in the year 2016, I want it matched up against all the other films that released in 2016, not against all the films that saw theatrical run in 2016 because then you split then movies that are released at the end of the year get split over 2017 or 2016 2017 yeah anyways yeah. um
1: well this came out in march so i mean it had yeah a-
0: it had its entire run yeah. in the year 2016 but moana which came out at the end of the year would have played into you know 2017. So so yeah Moana total for domestic box office, you know, it was number 11 2016 uh whereas Zootopia was number 7. Um uh, let's see if I can do uh worldwide. So pretty impressive. and I you know for me that was purely on the um, uh, basis of like the strength of the the storytelling of Zootopia, which I thought was just very very tight, very sharp. It's like a genuine crime thriller told in this yeah. world of anthropomorphic uh creatures. Um That's the, it was like
1: a it's like a buddy cop, like a buddy cop movie. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I think like the creators, uh Byron Howard and Rich Moore were the directors, they cited like 48 hours, lethal weapon, you know, those types of uh I'm sure like movies like Heat. i mean there's a the whole laundry list of movies in that genre that are great but um there are a few in particular i think that they that they um reference in some of the um behind the scenes so yeah 2016 worldwide box office all i'm seeing here is Zootopia number four over a billion dollars moana uh 643 million dollars Um, so i think that is according to the release year the the whole box office mojo uh, layout is not great um compared to the i guess the the total facelift the overhaul that imdb gave it a number (laughs) of years back you probably remember that i mean it used to look like just a basic kind of html website and now it's all fancy with its uh Flash. Uh, I
1: can't try yeah. anything. <laughs> Flash I, um, yeah. Well, I wonder if it's because like Moana is like a princess. Even though I feel like anyone could watch Moana, but like Zootopia might appeal yeah. more to a wider audience. Yeah. Come like yeah, she is considered one of the princesses, but like she's a very active one. <laughs> yeah,
0: Moana's more for girls. Yeah, the 643 million worldwide—that is the total box office uh, accumulation for Moana uh, compared to over a billion for Zootopia. So that's just interesting to have two films from the same studio to compare against each other in the same year. Um, and and I prefer Zootopia as well. But we did do an episode on Zootopia. I think last year on the thought cast haven't, haven't done one on Moana yet, which we need to do at some point.
1: I Uh, love Moana. (laughs) Yeah. What would you
0: say? How would you compare the two? I mean, do you, do you give the edge to Moana?
1: No, I would say, I would say in terms of overall movie, I would, I prefer Zootopia, but I do have a soft spot for musicals. So like Moana will live in my brain forever. Someone can just say, you're welcome. And I'm like, Oh, now the rock is in my brain uh, forever so <laughs> and of course, of course I just thought my kid so Scarlett she was like what 2016 she was three she loved Moana we went to Hawaii mm. um, for my husband's nephew's graduation and she was like on the beach and she was like I am Moana mm-hmm. and it was very cute so I feel like I still have a soft spot but she also loves Utopia. so I have seen both of those movies a hundred times but Moana I feel like longevity wise you can just listen To the album over and over again, and I have listened to the album over and over again. So I'm like, I feel like they're both great, but I would say in terms of watching it again, rewatchability, I would watch Utopia.
0: Yeah, this was full on Disney Animation Studios. um, You know, their their A tier uh, animation branch that produced these shorts. Um, I know Big Hero Six has had a spinoff like okay yeah the baymax thing
1: the baymax um, shorts there,
0: there was yeah which was full uh cgi animated there's there was a and sort of a 2d animated spinoff too wasn't there big hero 6 um, i think
1: so i think that there was like a show
0: yeah show uh, but had, like the yeah. characters yeah big hero 6 the series which isn't the same mm-hmm animation style as um the film
1: yeah uh, there's the like tangled 2D.
0: yeah like the tangled spinoff too mm-hmm. um so like we we haven't really delved too much into these sorts of spin i mean i love walt disney animation studios you know they've for a long time kind of been pro- potentially my favorite well they definitely were my favorite like Studio actively making films back, you know, when Zootopia released, like they had just that stellar uh streak of you know, Tangled, Record Ralph, Frozen, um, Vigorous Six, Zootopia, etc. Um, and and I still feel I, I don't know they have they had a I really loved Raya, um,
1: mm-hmm. you know. I really like that too.
0: Let's see. And then
1: I mean, I feel like Raya didn't get enough recognition.
0: Encanto. Encanto was just all right. It was a little bit like
1: I liked Encanto, contained I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I liked it and I liked like the story, the man. It was like it had a stronghold on everyone for a while. <laughs> I was like, all right, I don't want to hear Encanto anymore. <laughs> Well, it was yeah, fun. People, I don't want to hear it.
0: Yeah, they got swept up in the like Lin Manuel Mirando fervor of it all. And I, you know, I mean, I can't say too much though,
1: because I love him. <laughs> like he did Vivo, which my yeah. kids loved. I've listened to that soundtrack a hundred times. Um, Hamilton, I could probably quote Hamilton. I've mm-hmm. watched it and sang it a lot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Encanto, I mean, of course, we love Encanto too, but I was like, I need a break from Lin Manuel. I love him, but I need a break i need
0: something else i don't yeah i mean i i like my girly princess musicals as much as the next guy (laughs) um um, I, i yeah i do gravitate towards that type of thing more than an average dude um but i uh you know i i'd also i also have my kind of more hard edge side that likes action movies and violence like, and
1: my, my favorite movies tron
0: <laughs> getting down it yeah sci-fi stuff
2: <laughs> um, i mean
1: honestly you sound just like my husband because he like loves the musicals we loved hamilton and then he's like all right i'm gonna watch this war film and i'm like okay have fun i'm not watching like he likes dunkirk yeah. i was like I don't like war movies. I find them so boring. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's great. Can we watch something funny? Yeah,
0: that's, that's kind <laughs> of been, fun. I, I've, I've been sort of rediscovering my love of just movies in general lately, which is kind of nice. For a while, it was kind of hard for me to just sit down in front of a thing that was in excess of an hour long and, and just like focus and retain it and really get into it. But now... I, th- I mean, I think listening to podcasts and, you know, really breaking down and doing podcasts and like breaking down the, <laughs> you know, semiotics of filmmakers and the crafting and the writing, um, you know, it's gotten me to appreciate basically any film that I watch, whether it's, you know, of tremendous quality or not. I mean, it's always just such a huge undertaking to to create one of these things. So there's there's usually something to appreciate about it. So, like, lately I've been watching things like, uh, I mean, I just saw Tommy Boy, the Chris Farley movie. And it didn't get the biggest, like, critical uh, reputation, you know, the best, you know, critical response. But it was a, a huge hit, I think, among Chris Farley fans. I and mean, kids would talk about it all the time when I was in school, but I just I'd never seen it. Um, and, yeah, it was great. I,
1: I want to say I watched it, like, a really long time ago.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like
1: really
0: long time. A lowbrow comedy. Okay.
1: Yeah, that I've seen that. Yes. As David Spade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that movie. I was like, I'm pretty sure I watched it.
0: (laughs) Like like Joe Dirt, you know, David Spade had his own kind of little um you know, what what else? Uh, Chris Farley had that other one. Um kung fu something or other. Um um... like the photo kung fu panda. Beverly Hill, no. Uh, beverly hills ninja
1: Ninja. yeah that's right ninja yeah that's why i was like Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he was on coneheads um gosh yeah he was great
2: yeah
1: that's I'm like, i I was always bummed that he like passed when he did because i was Mm -hmm. like obviously i was a little kid so i got to see everything and he was already gone i was like dang that sucks
2: (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. oh he was in wayne's world yeah he was in a good bit of things
0: I got to watch, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. I guess kind of a similar dynamic with, um, John Candy too, you know, just very mm-hmm. premature, you know, obviously big jovial guys who, you know, were famous comedians, His careers ended, you know, tragically, but we at least have the, the tremendous, you know, gifts of their work to remember them. And, and just strangely, I, I, I've yet to enjoy the uh, experience of <laughs> trains and automobiles, uh, which I plan on watching sometime soon because there's a podcast that's talking about it. So I, I got to get the, get the scoop. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think I want to say I've seen that movie too. Yeah. Looking at it. But the thing I always remember John Candy in the most is home alone. Okay. He's in the, he's in, he's uh, in that truck, I think, or a car or something that, they are going back to go get the kid. And yeah. she's like, I'm a horrible parent. And he's like, it's fine.
0: I recently <laughs> saw that for the first time. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, what? great cameo. Yeah.
1: You had not seen Home Alone until recently?
0: No, like a what? couple. Maybe it was last Christmas or two Christmases ago. Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. I had the Home Alone game on the Nintendo mm. back in the 90s. Mm. Nice. It's so yeah. funny because it. it that's one of those movies that I could watch. I didn't watch any. I mean, I did watch the sequel where he's in New York. Mm. But any of the ones that do not have him in it, I didn't watch. Didn't mm. they, they remake it?
0: Yeah, yeah. there have been some. I mean, that was just such a huge uh, phenomenon when that came out. Like, so surprising. I think of Chris Columbus's debut film as a director. Um, you know, John Williams, you know, they got him to do the score uh, just kind of on a whim, he I think read the script and liked it so much that that he decided to compose the uh, now you know famous uh, score for that film. But yeah, like I, uh, the, the I had only really seen the third one. I because I was a it was a little before my time. I think the first one was like nineteen
1: ninety. It was nineteen ninety. I was not alive yet, so <laughs> yeah. I ended up watching it as a kid. I guess um because i the, like vividly remembered that
0: i loved the third one so much and it had the most high. it had the most like gags in it the the, the pranks and stuff and that was just a total reset of the scenario that you know macaulay culkin wasn't in that one um, yeah i was
1: gonna say it was a different kid wasn't it because he did that yeah. one in new york because tim curry was in new york yeah and then... it was, was a different kid so they did have they had another one called home sweet home alone oh, last okay. year it's on disney plus apparently um mm-hmm. but i was like i'm not i'm not watching it <laughs> like mm-hmm. i'm boycotting i don't want to so <laughs> my thing is i'm like you can have a movie and it not be the same movie mm-hmm. It don't have to be the same thing it can be different you'd have a different idea or even mm-hmm. a similar idea that's different like you don't have to i think what a lot of what it is is that it's like oh we kind of want to make something new but we're gonna like pull on the nostalgia of the old stuff that all of you guys watched in
2: the '90s. Yeah,
0: I I didn't bother watching it. I mean, I'd be interested just to complete the set. But um,
2: yeah,
0: and and I don't know. Sometimes it is fun to just check out what kind of stuff is being uh, shilled out to the public. <laughs> uh, you know, in the most cynical way possible, or or is it, or <laughs> or am I just making those? Uh, I'm sure if I spoke to someone who worked on these films, you know, they'd might say that there's you it's know, like, value. Hey now,
1: how dare
2: you! <laughs>
0: but uh, and and also like the third Home Alone film, that's Home Alone and Name Only. It, it's basically Die Hard meets Home Alone. That was the because pre- like the villains are these like international terrorists, basically. Yeah. Um small
1: time. No and... small time no <laughs> crooks this time.
0: No. We need to
1: up the ante. He needs to be in danger.
0: (laughs) They're camped out in like this safe house, a few houses down from, and they're like trying to track down this. Chip that's capable of cloaking a missile. (laughs) It's just insane. Mm. Um, but it's so prank heavy compared to I think the previous two, where I'd seen bits of the previous two on TV, and they were they were just boring in comparison. So I never had an interest in like sitting down and watching the first two Home Alone movies all the way through. Uh, but of course, narratively, like you watching them nowadays, like the, the stories are probably you know, much more solid than the third film. Yeah. I, I still think I would defend the third Home Alone. Um, it had early appearance from Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> that's no Yeah, word. I
1: just I was looking it up and I was like, Scarlett Johansson was in this. <laughs> yeah. so, no,
0: that's and,
1: a, yeah. I don't I don't recall Home Alone 3, really. Like if I did watch it, it was Mm -hmm. so long ago. I've never rewatched it if I did. So
0: yeah, we we with
1: the first two
0: (laughs) from that era. Like we had just, there's this random like VHS tapes that we had in our collection that we would probably, they would be on heavy rotation for whatever reason. didn't necessarily have anything to do with like the quality. It was maybe just because we had them or, you know, a lot of people like, you know, they maybe only saw g- the original Ghostbusters a handful of times, but they happened to have, you know, the VHS for Ghostbusters too, and they just played that over and over and over, you know. And so no, that's how it was with
1: Hocus Pocus. Yeah, that's okay. why I saw Hocus Pocus so often because I had it as a, I don't even think I had it as a VHS. I think my grandma had it, and she was like, "I don't know what to let you get kids watch," so we just watched <laughs> Hocus Pocus on repeat in my grandma's house. So I was like, that's why I'm so ingrained,
2: so
0: entrenched in the Hocus Pocus. Yeah, that's why like Return of the Jedi is my sentimental favorite Star Wars film. It's definitely the VHS that saw the most wear when I was younger. It's kind of, it was just like the most easily watchable of those three original films. Um, I mean, Star Wars, my favorite franchise and I, you know, love the original trilogy. You know, it's, it's weird how like, the the versions the only versions you can watch in high quality nowadays are you know significantly altered from you know how i saw them as a kid on vhs uh but that's okay i mean
2: <laughs>
0: they're they're still they still go down pretty easily you know no matter how many you know weird 90s 1990s cgi elements kind of <laughs> yes. poke up their heads yeah.
1: <laughs> You know, at the time, it was cool, so it was fine.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I think my mine at least that I, I like vividly remember as a kid was Lion King. Mm. I watched the anime Lion King like it was going out of style.
0: <laughs> well, I loved you, Lion you, King.
1: It was my jam. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, as long as you, you preferred the original to uh, the sequels or whatever, the direct video. Do
1: don't <laughs> no. get me don't get me started. Don't get me started. You,
0: do you, do you like <laughs> Lion King 2? I, I haven't seen it that much, but it's it's okay, See, right?
1: It's fine. Are you talking Scribe? about like the newest one? No, 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 no. You're Simba... talking about the second one. I mean, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Like, it's not the first one. Oh. It didn't touch the first one. But it was no. fine. Well, and then they also had like a show. There's also like an animated show okay. at some point back in the day. And, you know, it's kind of like the... they did that with a lot of shows back then. They were just like, ah, oh, did it do well enough? Let's give it a show. And it was like... Mm-hmm. I want to say it was like Simba's kids, hmm. and then they had it. They had a Nick Jr. show too, because I remember okay. my oldest one watching it, and it was like Simba's kids and Scar's kids, and they would like have to fight the hyenas and save water buffalo yeah. and whatever. Um, yeah, yeah I, don't, I was like, like this is interesting.
0: I think there was something called the Lion Guard. Once upon a, if that's what it was, the
1: Lion go, Guard. Yeah. It was okay. the Nick Jr. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was sure. Simba's kid. Cause I had like two kids. So there was like the girl and the boy and the girl was like, you better get it together mm-hmm. or I'm going to take over and I'm going to hit the pack basically. Mm-hmm. So she's like, get it together.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. We had the VHS for Aladdin and the King of Thieves, um, which was the third feature length Aladdin adventure. There was a, a, an Aladdin TV series that I'd never mm-hmm. seen Um, but that, that third movie, like it had some good, I think John Rhys Davies played Aladdin's dad and Robin Williams was back for the first time since the original Aladdin. So, you know, it had some good elements, but, um, I guess, um, yeah, yeah. I have not seen the, the Baymax spinoff. Um, so, but we are seeing, yeah.
1: I think it's episodes. I want to say we watched like one Okay. It was cute. I mean, I love Baymax. I thought he was like he's cute. So, he's mm-hmm. <laughs> cute and fun. Um, but I didn't watch them all. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the the Grogu in the Death Sprites on Disney Plus yet?
0: I was going to mention that that um yeah it was very you know the, the I guess part of the title is, is zen like there's that zenimation series on disney plus i i like those and i i just appreciated this three minute short just being as kind of pleasant <laughs> as it was
1: yeah it was i mean we like we love studio ghibli like we just mm. watched we just rewatched princess monoke uh with scarlet the other day and yeah i was like oh i i i saw it on like facebook or something and i was like oh well, i have to go watch it i'm gonna go watch it now and it was just so cute He's like he yeah. he sneezes and then they're just like being cute little dust sprite things and then give him a flower and I was like that was pleasant. Oh, I yeah. like pleasant things. <laughs> it's no, a fun time.
0: It was right up there on the homepage and you know only a couple minutes out of your day it's like yeah watch this you know every day for the next few weeks and you wouldn't lose anything uh yeah that what a flex i mean studio ghibli they're uh, obviously the disney of japan i think they yeah. outgrossed avatar back when i think they had a movie princess mononoke or something up against mm-hmm. not did i say avatar titanic you know oh
1: yeah uh, say said avatar yeah. and i was like I'm know maybe (laughs) or
0: whatever i I guess spirit away for the longest time was the highest grossing movie in japan so you know it's it's so huge
2: yeah
0: i love how how the um just the studio logo is is just the black outline of the totoro creatures uh, and then some white text yeah over a blue black That what a flex just have such a simple logo in front of your movie nowadays like every studios trying to outdo each other with how crazy cgi their their logos are or whatever <laughs> uh, especially disney yeah. like this i like the simple you know the, the blue background the white castle. you know yeah, it was maybe a like, little yeah
1: they're like we can do a whole marvel castle you want to watch <laughs> it fly it's going to fly there's going to be lasers <laughs> as uh, a yeah. cinnamon would say uh 50 seconds of logos
2: <laughs> oh yes <laughs> <laughs>
1: They always yeah. like every Disney movie. They're like, man, Disney loves
0: itself. <laughs> yeah, he sometimes gets a a little uh, graphic with how he describes oh, yeah. the, the studio logo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just the sword and sweet. And then I I just like the analog feel because uh, that was clearly just you know done using hand drawn elements, you know, handmade with that old blue and white castle logo. I mean the the CGI one. I mean, the more it tends to look like real CGI, the more I like it. I think when they first debuted it, it was very obviously just you know this is wireframe animation, and it's just it's kind of busy and muddy and and you know not. It was interesting, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I I love the um the variant. I, I'm I'm a total dork when it comes to like variant film logos and. And like Mm -hmm. studio logos like i i had a hissy fit when i realized that like the star wars sequels probably wouldn't have the 20th century fox fanfare playing before them Mm -hmm. because like Mm -hmm. that's just been such a tradition and the musical cue you know they're in the same key and they run right into one you know each other they could actually insert that back into subsequent releases now you know, if they use the Star Wars name title and so forth. But I, I guess w- whatever, the original six, one through <laughs> six, you know, will always have the 20th Century Fox fanfare. But I, I I felt like the sequels were missing something when when they dropped that. I did like just the, the plain, you know, black or, you know, the silence over the Lucasfilm logo. There wasn't any yeah. other sound elements. So that was, you know, the, the best kind of, alternatives they could have come up with um but anyways yeah just the simplicity oh, well, so of you're right Su- <laughs> also,
1: i was gonna so. add you were right princess monoke came out the same year as titanic okay yeah For so you're you right
0: uh, <laughs> i was like i have but, to look
1: it up because now i have to know <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no so, yeah studio Su- Su- ghibli there they are the goat um so i, I would love to see more from them related to star wars that, that would be cool if we saw like a full-on well they've got the star wars visions anime uh anthologies and they're making more of those have you seen any of that
1: i haven't i haven't okay. watched those uh are they on disney plus or are they somewhere else
0: they're on disney plus
1: okay i'll have to check them out because we that's really been like you were talking about earlier how you haven't been watching like tons of movies and like mm. we kind of fell off that too especially during covid because okay. we used to go to the movies like a lot like that was like we liked to do but once covid happened i'm like we didn't do it for you know two years Mm -hmm. so we kind of got more into like we had like watched anime like casually and then we got more into it when you know you're stuck at home forever uh so like that's like what we kind of do now because you know it's like 20 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and so if you finish like we before i started doing this i watched an episode of spy family so (laughs) it's like oh 25 minutes of my time and then I can get up and do other things if I have to go you know tend to children I can Whereas, like two hours I'm like all right pause it I gotta get up I gotta go do stuff I gotta take out the dog it's like a lot to like be at home and watch a two-hour movie like just straight through unless like everyone's asleep and I'm doing it in the middle of the night hmm. I can do that <laughs> that's, that's how I get my piece to watch movies
0: I I need to see if I can find some anime that resonates I, I've seen a few series but it's just it it is sort of uh i don't know a threshold to kind of cross and get into anime because there there are a lot of aesthetic differences you know compared to what i'm used to watching that's not you know um having to be localized to the u.s but um there there, there's obviously great stuff i i should maybe give cowboy bebop that'd be a good entry point for me um I I started watching that series and just never ended up finishing it. Um, so just starting over from scratch would be good. I know I mentioned, um, you know, well, we we had brought it up on a previous episode talking about uh, <laughs> awkward celebrity encounters.
1: Um, yeah. No, yeah, I. So I watched. Um, so I watched like you know the the OG Cowboy Bebop on mm-hmm. Adult Swim mm-hmm. or, or Toonami back back in the day. And so when the show came out, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it. And honestly, like the show, you know, it was live action. They actually like followed the show. It's basically Mm -hmm. just the anime with people, like real people. And I was like, that's pretty cool how they did that. But, you know, Netflix Mm -hmm. canceled it immediately. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) no more of that.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, I could certainly appreciate it for its um, you know, similarities to the animated, you know, the original. Um, If I... You know, watch because what I need to do is just watch the original show. And then if that really grabs me, then of course, you know, I, I would be interested in maybe watching the live action as well. Um,
1: but no, I think it, the live action was fine,
0: yeah. Well, s- similar to like the last airbend, you know, Avatar, the last Airbender. and Night Shyamalan did that horrible. I would say it was you know.
1: not, it was not as bad as that because I love, yeah, I love Avatar. Um, I actually have an APA on the back of my car and it says. Mm-hmm yep yep b words <laughs> <laughs> i saw it and i was like well yeah. i have to have that so it's on my car um but i love avatar and i yeah. watched that movie and i was like this is god awful <laughs> yeah
0: but i feel like even it's as so an, yeah even as an avatar <laughs> fan I, I can there are things i can appreciate about the film probably more so than just your average viewer yeah um but anyways, we we've been kind of avoiding talking about Zootopia Plus. I, know. I don't know. It,
1: We're so bad. Well, <laughs> it,
0: it it was sort of thin for me. I I mean, the first one I was kind of rolling my eyes at the Judy's parents on this weird Fast and Furious like car chase, <laughs> train yeah. chase. You know, uh, it's just it totally like I liked how uh, grounded and you know, the, especially like the. Uh, The whole Disney animation aesthetic was sort of based around like realism, the illusion of life, you know, these these realistically drawn characters, you know, they don't break the models too heavily. You know, they don't exaggerate too much. There's a verisimilitude to their stories that, you know, is is a great balance between, you know, what the medium of animation offers and just good, solid, um, logical storytelling. Um, So, so I thought that was definitely, you know, uh, it it was, uh, shall we say, skewed a bit for these short films.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was fun though. And like, you sent me the, the podcast, the early, the Disney, well, Disney Insider Presents podcast. Yeah. Um, And I listened to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I liked that they kind of like had an idea they were kind of like going with different kinds of movie genres for each episode, which I thought was fun. Cause it was like, Oh yeah. Like they're just parents, but like actually they're like these superheroes and they're doing all this crazy stuff. And it's like mm-hmm. date night with Tina Fey and uh, Steve Carell. So yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. Like I thought that one was, that one was cute. The one I really liked was the real housewives one. <laughs> Because I like back in the day, I remember when the Real House like a Real Housewife started, mm-hmm. and uh, I used to watch it with my mom, and they were so dramatic, and it was so funny because they were like, ah, oh, yeah, um, but the the shrews, all the shrews, mm-hmm. the they, I guess they're they're supposed to be like an Italian mm-hmm. mafia type of family, <laughs> yeah. is what they come off as. Um, and yeah, it's like, oh yeah, like I'm fru-fru and I like to do this. And they're like, and I'm true true and I've never been married. And <laughs> I've been divorced five times. And I was like, you know, Aww. this is like very, very much Real Housewives. And like people, there's always a fight. There's always some kind of drama. There's always someone crying on the en- an episode. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, I'm like, they have, do they film this all in like one week? And it's just like chaos all, all week. <laughs> but that's like exactly what it was like. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And it's like, and again, like, they kind of like tie into Mm -hmm. the movie so it's like Mm -hmm. oh hey this is like oh it's leading up to Fru Fru's wedding and then like the donut (laughs) almost kills her and she's like oh my god i love your hair and she's like thanks (laughs) so i would say that was my favorite episode probably
0: no i i appreciated just it it was uh definitely a uh deliberate choice to present these in just different formats different genres and different from the film you know entirely which mm-hmm. is fine you know it's it's taking advantage of the medium of animation um, and since these are shorts it's like you know it's not like you have to treat them as like gospel canon to the the lore of Zootopia or anything like that like uh, I, I would want to see a sequel a proper sequel to Zootopia that's another kind of hard boiled prime drama. But yeah, you know, in the meantime, Same. there there's room for this kind of thing within that world too. I, I totally get it.
1: Yeah. Um, well, there's like enough characters that you could kind of spin off of that. Like I liked the um the sloth dinner mm, with the otter. Mm-hmm. And like at the end, he's like, ah, oh, what was uh gosh, what was his name? Something, something dash,
0: dash, dash hundred yard or uh, flash, flash, hundred yard dash. Yard dash <laughs>
1: yeah. He like pulls up and he's like Oh, Nick. And then yeah. it like cuts to the girl inside and the otter inside. And I was like, oh, that's cute. How they like tied those in together. Cause of course, like they're not in the car in the movie. Um, yeah. I, well, I liked that one. Cause she, I mean, I've been a server. I'm like, you guys need to go. Cause I need to leave.
0: <laughs> I think there's only one of these that doesn't have a sequence that is also in the film Zootopia, if I'm not mistaken. Godfather yeah, the, of the, the bride. Did right? it
1: not? Or, or well, did did the one with um Claw Claw something? What was his name? The, the dancing show. Did they have a did they have something in that one with the, Judy? Yeah, For the, the moment,
0: the moment at the end when uh Clawhauser catches Chief um doing no, the no, app. No, yeah yeah watching the app that was in the movie right
1: oh is it
0: chief bogo um yeah yeah yeah, i'm pretty sure yeah because we we find out in the movie it might be a post-credit scene or something but that chief bogo is a fan of gazelle
1: gazelle yeah
0: Mm -hmm. that was kind (laughs) of
1: interesting i I couldn't remember if that was one because i noticed that i was like what i was like i don't i didn't think that they like put anything from the movie in that one and i Mm -hmm. I feel like they did. They had to have been the mafia
0: one. There's the portrait of the grandmother, you know, that makes the cannolis. Uh, I mm-hmm. mean, that's, you know, straight from the, the film. But I, I don't know if there was a, any if there were any clips from that uh, short that were taken from the film, really. And I, I don't even know if if like the moments that intersect with the film are the original see sequences animated for the film or if these are just reanimated for the uh, yeah who, who's to say um yeah i want
1: to say like the one with the sloth like seemed like it was like pulled from right from the movie so i'm not sure Possibly. But, like i feel like they just like added on the girl the girlfriend and the otter in the back
2: mm-hmm.
1: um which i so i did not realize i mean i think i knew but the duke weaselton mm. is alan tudyk
2: mm-hmm.
1: but alan tudyk is also the duke of weselton and frozen
0: yeah yeah that's right and i was
1: like i, I was looking i was like duke Weaseltown, like weaselton and i was like that's like duke weselton and then i was like isn't that the same person and i'm like i love the alan tudyk it's just like connected it's just like <laughs> ah little easter eggs everywhere he's everywhere he's also in moana yeah. now that he is, we're about. Yeah. <laughs> he's hey hey
0: well pixar had john ratzenberger i think they he's still probably been in every single one of their films um the voice of ham the voice of uh, the flea what was his name pt flea in a bug's life uh and and all these other characters um across the pixar filmography so it's like they want to have that one token you know repeat player for all their films just as like a good luck charm
1: Yeah, Um, he was also in Encanto. Yeah, he He
0: was the toucan. The toucan.
1: Yeah, when she goes into Bruno's thing, and she's like, "Oh, at least I have you," and he flies away. That's Alan Tudyk. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and he was was
1: like, "He's everywhere." (laughs) He was the
0: chicken and Moana. Mm
1: -hmm, He is hey hey.
0: He has played birds (laughs) multiple times. Well, and I mean here, like he's freaking singing his. (laughs) larynx out because he's doing that weird cartoon voice and having to Mm -hmm. sing in this voice and it's not very pleasant sounding but it works great for the character
1: yeah i like it works for you know a a shifty weasel (laughs)
0: yes
1: (laughs) oh kristen bell was the voice of the girl sloth
0: priscilla kristen bell has an obsession with sloths. I know yeah.
1: because I also love sloths <laughs> and I'm the same way. She like starts tearing up and I was like, I feel that. I want to also touch the sloth.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which also, you know, solidified my resolve to podcast on Zootopia Plus, you know, gotta gotta show Princess Anna some love on Thodcast.
1: I know. She you doesn't know. get enough recognition, honestly. I love Princess Anna, so <laughs> I'm biased, but it's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no that's great good because she has more dialogue here than she did in the film Zootopia so uh good mm-hmm. to hear a bit more of their relationship of Flash and Priscilla Uh very relatable subject too for you know our present moment um with the you know uh, rampant understaffing of you know dining yeah. establishments and such
1: <laughs> yeah I when i was watching it i was like where are the other servers why is she the only server in this whole establishment because <laughs> they're like they're like get over here get the food And I was like does no one else work here
0: was there uh no
1: wants to work anymore
0: <laughs> was there a host at the entrance even
1: i don't i think that there was someone standing there but she was just like was. hey let me just drag you in I'll, you know what i'll bring the table to you don't worry about it just just stay there
0: it's like the assumption <laughs> was that once all you know the diners had put their orders in she'd be able to head out to her concert um but since you know the slots uh, had arrived like she so so like she didn't necessarily have to stick around until they were absolutely closed but um she had to you know at least wait for all the orders to be put in before she could you know think about uh, clocking out by you know her appointed time of 6 p.m. in order to make it to the Gazelle concert, uh, but yeah. <laughs> that seemed very unlikely once the sloths showed up. Uh, but little did we know, you know, they uh they were uh playing for the same team. They were, you know, the that that um, sequence at the end of Zootopia, the sort of post credits stinger or whatever the. Uh, the reason why he Flash is driving so fast is, is yeah, he's, he's headed to see Gazelle. Uh,
1: no, so. and I love that because he he's also the sloth at the DMV. Yeah, Uh in the movie, and so he's like so slow. <laughs> I I remember being tickled by that because he's like, oh yeah. At the end, they pull him over, and he's like, oh hey. <laughs> and I was like, it would be the sloth speeding.
0: Yeah, it's a great <laughs> bit from the. It's a bit of like a reality break you know the cartoon logic sort of it like how would they ever get anything done at this dmv if they're actually <laughs> moving this slow um so like it's some of their interactions with um the the server character what was her name Sa- sally uh no
1: um
0: uh sam sam um you know they at least it wasn't so frustrating to wear you know, I, I was beating my head against the wall. I, it was kind of a stressful episode, <laughs> to be honest. Yes.
1: No, I'm telling you. Have you been a server before? No. Because I will tell you, it is. You're like, I got to go. I have to leave. I have to leave at this time. And then you get sat, and mm-hmm. which in most places, there's more than one server. But you get sat, like, right before your shift ends, and you're like, either I have to beg the next person to take this table so I can leave on time, or I have to stay here, like, 30 minutes over while they finish like do you want the tip or do you want to do you want to sleep and so i was like i was stressed i was like Mm. she's not gonna make it she's not gonna make it now everyone's mad at her like they were like ringing the bell people like miss i need water people do that in real life i'm like you see me talking to them what do you want (laughs) (laughs) i'm one person
0: (laughs) i don't know i i came up with this uh Little euphemism uh, recently, and uh, sort of a shower thought, but like this, <laughs> you know, on w- un- weird Sanford prison experiment that we call Planet Earth, you know, <laughs> a, St- a Stanford prison experiment, just like how th- people get caught up in the social trends and and norms, and and they f- fit into these various roles, and and so like when people even like relatively decent people, I think are subject to a negative dining experience. They can maybe just subconsciously turn on a dime and, and become hostile towards the server. If, uh, if people are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I would think under normal circumstances, you know, who would ever treat a waitstaff, you know, poor poorly, but I guess if there's just a general, like Sense of unease throughout the restaurant, then then maybe even relatively like reasonable people will start to like act agitated, and and that could just you know it could uh, I guess snowball on on itself. <laughs> I don't know.
1: No, and I mean, I mean it does happen. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like it definitely happens too. Like if there's like a series of events because like i try of course i i don't try to take it out on the server if something mm-hmm. is wrong with like the meal or like you know the drinks take forever mm-hmm. i'm like all right it's not the server's fault but i have been to places where like the server just disappears the whole like the whole time and i'm like yeah. can i like order and so like by the end of it you're like annoyed because you're like all right mm-hmm. i've been here like over my time and i'm like i try to be understanding because i've been there but like especially if you have like kids with you oh taking too long when there's kids. I'm like, you can't, I need you to come back. I need, I need my bill. I need to leave. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, usually I feel like it's just like a combination of things. It's like the perfect storm. It's like, ah, uh, you know, like you see everyone else getting their mm-hmm. food. Your server has gone. They haven't taken your order. Your drink's been empty. Your throat's now dry and you're yelling at your kids because they're crying because they're on the floor eating crayons. So, yeah, it's like a perfect com- like combination storm that mm-hmm. makes people a little crazy in terms sure. of stuff like that.
0: Especially, um, yeah, if they're in a group or something, too. And, and large groups are just notoriously, you know, a hassle to deal with at restaurants anyways, large orders it always takes forever. So it's like, yeah, and that then you're
1: can, like, oh, ah, yeah. people want to split the bill. And you're like, please oh. don't. Yeah. Someone, just one person pay and you guys Venmo each other. <laughs> please. <laughs> oh,
0: <the> technology. <laughs> no, just... I've,
1: well, I've had that. I mean, going out for like a, a group dinner of like a birthday. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, can we like split the checks? And it's like per couple. But then it's like, I have like, like her three drinks and they mm-hmm. have my appetizer. And then I'm like, I'll just Venmo you. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's I'm not even going to bother, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially if it's like a busy Saturday. Mm-hmm.
2: um no, but yeah totally...
1: no and that's well, that's why i was like yeah i watched the episode and i was like i do not i do not miss being a server mm-hmm. ever <laughs> no of
0: course, and then the the tick ma- uh the taylor swift presale and stuff too i was hearing there's maybe some issues going on with that They
1: canceled or... they canceled the second day of pre-sales because uh, they were so inundated with people for everyone with wow mm-hmm. um, yeah okay. people are very angry because they were like well, what about the people who like weren't going to get to do the pre till today and then there were other yeah. people who were like well what about the people who missed out on their day
2: Jeez. because
1: there was people like i have friends who sat in the queue for like five six hours and still mm. didn't get tickets and i was like i'd be yeah. so mad yeah. if i sat at my computer for six hours and didn't do anything
0: oh. yeah anyways so yeah we, we kind of been jumping around that's okay i, I mean like <laughs> hey
1: we're we're chatting off the meds again i guess
0: (laughs) i was going to oh oh for sure but uh i wouldn't have it any other way i know but like the the previous um the so you think you can prance um yeah i I was gonna say it like totally plays straight the trope of you know if the anytime there's like a talent show that's televised it's like it it uh, it's definitely going on that second. It's being aired live. You know, if you show up at the door, you can sneak in and end up on stage. You know, if you're clever enough, yeah, it's like that's how these things always go down in movies and TV shows. Um, even though that's totally, you know, n- not even close to the reality of like how these things are shot and take, you know, delayed. And sometimes there are, I think American idol type events that are live, but it's only like the very last, it's like the finales or whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's usually like the, the very last like live performance. Cause I try, so I auditioned for American idol when I was mm -hmm. 17 and we had to get in line at 3.00 AM just Mm. to get the wristband. And then you come back two days later. Jeez. Just sit in line some more and then get to audition <laughs> and then once you get to the next round you just sit around <laughs> forever uh, and then after that so i didn't make it after the second round like but i have friends who have gotten to like hollywood and they're like yeah you just sit there's so much sitting and it's like spaced out by so many days and they're like yeah they're like what you see on tv
2: mm-hmm.
1: is nothing like what actually happens <laughs>
0: Well, except that it, it ends up being a dream, which I was kind of surprised.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I like it happened. And he's like, oh, it was just a dream. And I was like, oh, man, you mean you guys didn't win? Which I like that the chief yeah. was like, he was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, never, never let down your backup. I was like, you go, chief.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he really uh, came through. I, I And it makes sense because we know he's a fan of Gazelle. So you'd think he'd be into the talent competition. Uh, they have the X. Ex- that's um america's got talent britain's got talent don't they have the x's or the x factor i suppose too. yeah who who does the x's i i, I kind of like i that think concept.
1: it's the i think it's the x factor
0: okay it's just the x factor. i know
1: it's not yeah uh, it's not america's got talent because that's like okay. simon cowell in them and they're sure. just like yes or no um but yeah i think it's just the x factor is that is that even still around
0: i don't know i just didn't Cowell create the X Factor or something. Right, he he does all these. No, things. he did America's Idol
1: and America's Got Talent. Okay. The X Factor uh, had like Howie Mandel. Was that
0: his name? Uh, I, yeah, bald. probably.
1: Uh, <laughs> he's bald. I don't remember what his name. Is. I think it's Howie Mandel. I think it's okay. how he's say
0: it. The X Factor was is it, the creation is credited to Simon Cowell. Uh, I don't know if he was also oh, he's just making all
1: these it. shows
0: was a producer, at least. Uh, I I don't really watch like reality. T- I'm way above that. No, you're uh, um,
1: like I, I'm too good for that. Mm. No,
0: <laughs> I just I we never had cable growing up. I mean, we totally would have watched the heck out of American Idol and like, you know, we would catch some of the highlights online and things like that, but. Uh, no, it I, I, it would be a rare treat when I was in a place that had cable TV and we could watch things like, you know, American Idol or whatever was the um popular, you know, reality show, that, you know, Survivor or, you know, f- mm-hmm. was um
1: We so flavor... you, you can dance. Oh, Flavor Flav? Flavor, you to say one. Flavor Love?
0: Flavor oh, Love. I yeah. watched
1: Flavor Love and that thing was a dumpster fire because they also had oh gosh, what was his name? He had the bandana. He was in a rock band.
2: I, I couldn't tell it was, you. It was, long it was
1: a hot mess. It was one of those mm-hmm. dating shows where it was a famous Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels.
2: Oh, okay.
1: It was the Brett Michaels dating show mess. It, yeah. those those shows you mainly just watch for the mess. I feel like.
0: Okay. I've never seen a minute of The Bachelor, or Bachelorette. Um I, I was
1: I don't like them. I don't amazing. I don't watch them. I'm not I'm not a I have a lot of friends who are. I'm not a bachelor girly.
0: Uh, I was paid studio audience at the final taping of the series called like bad girls club or something like that.
1: <laughs> bad girls. Very yes. Trashy. I loved Oh, I loved bad girls club. They were all messy. Mm-hmm. They were all, it was, they always just ended up fighting each other. Yeah. I don't even know what the premise was. Do you win anything? Was it just real world? Like but crazy people? There
0: was, maybe some cash fine. on the line. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, um, Oh, such I, don't,
1: I can't remember if they wanted anything or not <laughs> They were such crazy.
0: manufactured you know str- like can't you all just kind of like get along or do you have to like hate each other i suppose if you're being paid i
2: think you're... it's
1: yeah i think it's a bit of both yeah. i think they're like you know wild <laughs> and crazy but it's also like you know a little scripted it's just yeah. like i mean wife swap even wife swap apparently has like mm-hmm. some I don't know that it's necessarily scripted, but they like push you to do certain things so that you look a certain way. So you guys can be the extreme opposites. That you are.
0: Yeah. I mean, it kind of broke the reality of the film Zootopia for me when like supposedly Fru, Fru the the Shrew is being filmed on a reality show while she's being rescued by um uh, Judy Hobbs from this
1: yeah. uh, <laughs> the big cr- donut
0: cleaning donut, yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, there happened to be a camera crew there to catch. I suppose maybe there is actually a clip of that happening broadcast over like the local. I can't remember if if that's actually
1: I remember the scene Mm -hmm. in the movie.
0: But do they show that same scene being replayed on like a TV news update later on in the film? Uh maybe Hmm. uh from that same camera angle. Maybe
1: I should have watched Utopia after I watched them. They gave me the option. It was like, Do you want to watch utopia now? And I was like, Yeah, no, I should probably do laundry. yeah (laughs) that's
0: totally fine. I it is funny how there were two uh of these shorts dedicated to the shrew characters, you know, the crime them.
1: (laughs) I know. I love them and I love that they like they gave the dad like this heartwarming immigrant with his grandma story. I was like, yeah, you know what? You tell them rhinos to back up off your territory. (laughs) The the
0: godfather of an entire community. I mean,
1: yeah, I know he created all of the, what was it called? Um,
2: Little Rodentia.
1: Rodentia, yes.
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah, I love that. I like when he like, when he becomes the boss and they're like kissing his ring. And I was like, I love this. This is the, the soprano. Yeah, it's
0: the (laughs) truth. You hear about like these old timey industrialist movers and shakers who had connections to mafia and, and they were perhaps, you know, not not the most up and up types, but they did like do like these huge community planning initiatives that just shaped kind of a lot of major cities, you know, around in the U.S. especially and around the world. Like, I don't know if I can name any names. You know, there's there the classic robber barons, of course, of the Industrial Revolution, you know, Carnegie, Rockefeller, you know, and I'm sure all these guys had, you know, <laughs> well, they had government connections. They probably had criminal oh, yeah. criminal connections. <laughs> and, I mean, all oh, the, I was all seeing-
1: the well, I was listening to a podcast earlier, and it was all about, like, Al Capone. Yeah. All about, like, his his dynasty. But he was, like, apparently he really did a lot for the community, though, too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he was really bad, and he, like, killed people. But <laughs> he did a lot for the community. So he put it back. He gave back. Okay. It's interesting. Paid it yeah. forward.
0: It's a whole spectrum. <laughs> I
2: mean,
0: you kind of get... <sighs> that was like the show andor where it's like there's just people in the empire doing their job they're they're trying to do the right thing you know it's it's their duty to follow up on these different uh you know activities by rebels acts of insurrection and it's just like yeah we got to we got to mop up the scum of the universe you know who's going <laughs> to do it other you know besides us well yeah
1: if not me who (laughs) (laughs)
0: um you know it it was kind of unfortunate that like andor wasn't being served up as prominently on the homepage of disney plus as you know something like the the grogu special um well it
1: was it was on the like it was on the front page like a week
0: ago? I, yeah, someone was saying it was like the seventh tab in you know, on that rotator that you see up at the top, the little banner.
1: I mean, maybe that um, was, maybe that's when I saw it, because I did yeah. have it, like, I had Disney Plus pulled up because my, my son likes Bluey, so we got yeah. Disney Plus open a lot and so but it came across and i was like oh yeah i was like i okay. should probably watch that at some
0: point that's good yeah this was like as of today that we're re- recording this but oh uh, yeah i don't know i, I just think it, there's a great did, did you see barry on hbo max Uh
2: uh-uh. was
0: it probably was aired on hbo too um it, it was uh my am I, am I gonna screw up yeah. his name here um <laughs> it's, it's like a comedy slash drama um with the uh, Barry block Barry J, J uh, Jeff who oh, lives at home Bill Hater. Bill Hader. yeah.
1: Barry Berkman
0: Barry. yep um
1: he, I've heard, uh, so I've heard about it, but I haven't watched it.
0: He's a hitman turned actor. but there's like a moment where his girlfriend is she um gets signed to produce a uh, streaming series um you know based on her like upbringing and Joplin um uh, missouri
2: or wherever mm-hmm. uh, Jop- missouri.
0: yep missouri uh called joplin you know it's this prestige show for this uh fictional streaming service called banshee it's sort of female oriented <laughs> um and it gets rave reviews like the producer at, at the exit you know the owner of the um streaming service is crying at the premiere you know she loves it um well, it only lasts for 12 hours on the front page of the, the streaming app. Uh, and then it's relegated to like just being almost impossible to search for after that because it, it apparently just wasn't getting the traction that was demanded by the algorithm. So it was immediately kicked it's off. It's
1: like, oh, you mean everyone didn't watch it immediately? Get out of here.
0: Yeah, there's a meeting after, after it goes off the front page and you know sarah the the character or sally you know just wondering why this happened and why it get replaced by you know the new medusas of all things this like reality show about medusas <laughs> um and uh you know the the response in this sort of uh hoity-toity corporate speak is oh the algorithm felt it wasn't hitting the right taste clusters <laughs> um <laughs> and then the 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 EP goes on to say, you know, I I, I love the show. I was cr- I was also crying at the premiere, but I guess I was wrong. It was like <laughs> <laughs> my opinion was was like definitively wrong because the algorithm said so. This <laughs> like
1: AI system it's, says it. it's not good enough. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's
0: like people people being told that they can't like something and they're just like, OK, I guess I, I didn't like that. <laughs>
2: that's, and that's
0: so why nice. the, the whole uh, racket of like YouTube re- review and people slamming shows like, oh, the, you know, uh why Star Wars The Last Jedi is the worst cinematic failure of all time. It's like, well, if someone enjoyed something, it's like no one can tell you. A, that person that they didn't enjoy, it, you know. Except, yeah. there, I think there are people who think like that. If, if like somebody says something negative against something you like, that's almost like it's invalidating your identity, or in, in some way, <laughs> because people have like very fierce reactions to to that sometimes. Don't you, know you think?
1: No, and I no believe me. I actually had this conversation with a friend mm-hmm. of mine earlier because she was like, "Oh, do you like this name? We're talking about baby names. So oh, like, do sure. you like this name?" And I was like, I actually hate that. And she was like, oh, I I mean, I didn't really like Scarlet. And I was like, I just don't like the name, man. You're not even having a kid yet. Like, <laughs> you asked uh, my opinion. And I just, I don't really like it. It's not my style. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, if you want to name your kid that, it's fine. i totally. like, you do you, girl. You name your kid whatever you want. You want to name her toilet paper, do, do what you want. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I feel like some people, and maybe maybe it is just like, the ability that because we have all this information at our mm-hmm. fingertips, like it's so easy to see everyone else's opinions. Mm-hmm. So like, you're like, you get validated by all these opinions that are similar to yours. That when you get one that is not, it's like mm-hmm. cognitive dissonance. Your brain's like, no, this person trash. Everything they just said trash.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you've studied all this stuff too. Like I uh, have. Oh, yeah. probably <laughs> been in the room with some of these like pitch meetings and stuff uh, <laughs> with the, you know, high level executives, like, uh, you know, trying to suss out their opinion of something. And I don't know if it ever seems, you know, fully, it it probably doesn't always seem fully coherent, does it?
1: No. And like, like when I worked, I worked in a sportswear company and Mm -hmm. we literally part of what we did when we were looking for new styles was our merchandisers would go to other Mm -hmm. brands and they would buy what was popular. And then we'd just make a version of it. And I was like, can we not just make something of our own? They're like, no, mm-mm, no. Mm-hmm. The, this this brand has this. People are wearing this. Everyone's wearing it. It's popular. We're gonna make one just like it. And I'm like, that no, no. That's not innovative at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like make something different. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be what everyone's wearing. You could be the next what everyone's wearing because you did something different. But people don't want to do that. I mean, I think it's a lot of it is like. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of companies have to hit margins and stuff. They're like, it's safer to do what everyone likes. Right. And then they're trying to figure out, like, why do they like it? Mm. What would they like more? What if we offered it in new neon colors? And I'm like, ah, sure. Yeah, I like neon colors. That's fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, catering to the shareholders is like catering mm-hmm. to an al- uh, algorithm. Um, yeah. And- you have
1: to hit those numbers regardless of, like, what you're putting out. They're like, did you did you mm-hmm. sell it, though?
2: Did yeah. you
1: like? Did did enough people watch this? And no, look at Netflix. They're like, mm, not enough people watch Cowboy Bebop. Cancelled. <laughs> it was like cancelled yeah. the next day, wasn't it?
0: Uh, it was like I don't immediately know. Yeah, like
1: the next day they canceled it.
0: But I I I mean, people were lambasting it before it even you know saw the light of day it's i think based on just the marketing material and the trailers it it just i mean even i think the Mm -hmm. still images looked kind of i don't know cheap and and low low budget i i don't want to you know besmirch it but i from what i saw in the few glimpses i got of the show it just it didn't look like it was you know something that i don't know piqued my interest really
1: yeah, and that's why, like, I watched it, and I, I was like, oh, yeah, like, it looked just like the mm. anime, and I think, like, what comes across, in terms of, like, trying to make, because, of course, they're they're doing one piece. Mm. They're doing one piece, um, and then I think they're also doing another one. There's another one that they're going to do that I was like, mm, interesting, but, oh, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho but it's netflix japan that's doing it so i'm like, like okay. maybe it's promising maybe it's promising um but <laughs> like i think the problems that you have when you're trying to make anime into mm. real life is that a lot of anime is just so the style is just so different mm. that it's hard to like come across with normal people with like no cgi but if you do too much cgi that just looks fake and weird
0: that and was like, the, i don't know. yeah that was the problem with the clips that I saw of the mm-hmm. live action Cowboy Bebop, they were trying to reproduce the anime in like mm-hmm. a live action, which they shouldn't, they should have probably just gone in, into a different stylistic direction if they wanted to do that.
1: Yeah. And that's, a, that's what I'm in. I'm interested to see. Cause I've seen clips I've seen pictures of like what they're going to do with one piece.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I've seen the casting for you, Show, and I'm just like, interesting. I I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'll wait and see what happens when it comes out. But I just feel like it's really hard to like turn those things into live actions. And then I haven't seen any that have been like actually good. So it's been hard. I'm like, "Eh, maybe you guys should leave that alone. Stick to Lion King.
0: That was one thing. The last airbender, you know, M night Shyamalan's film did right is it, it was successful at generating hype for the film. I think fans thought the movie looked good leading up to it and it, it had a really killer opening box office but once they actually saw like the story and the writing you know <laughs> yeah. then it fell apart it <laughs> but, but it, it, it's a gorgeous looking film
1: yeah no and it looked really like it did look good and it, it was like realistic enough that it wasn't like mm-hmm. oh this looks weird um because again I feel like sometimes it just like it just doesn't look right Like Mm -hmm. things don't look correct um because you know they're trying to make these like weird looking characters and like a flying buffalo thing um but like i thought like looks wise fine but like the script was not great and like i don't know i was like i wasn't a not a big fan but they're apparently doing another avatar
0: oh yeah uh i think they're gonna do another avatar movie yeah ne- netflix has taken the reins on that well and i there there's like a live action adaptation that works and i think there's also an animated follow-up that's in development as well uh, so that'll be cool yeah, once those uh, well
1: and i well i think that people who worked on it with nickelodeon i think that they're actually going to be a part of the movie okay. like a part of making it happen i think with m night shamel like Shyamalan, they didn't it was like artistic yeah. differences. They True. didn't. They ended up dropping from it, um, and maybe that's why it wasn't as good as it could. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I think there was a similar departure by the the two guys who created Avatar uh, from Netflix. Uh, like they, they were going to take a more active role in developing the the Netflix series, which I think they have since left. Um, but I don't know if it was I. I I don't know where that's at currently. I think those guys, if if they are working in the avatar space, it's probably on this new animated series. Um, but I, I don't think they really have much to do now with the with that live action thing. Um, but we'll see. I, I've been hearing a f- few updates here and there about the live action avatar um, adaptation. So I I think it's definitely gonna happen but um it, you know if if anything its re- resemblance and fidelity to the original series will come from the fact that at least they're able to kind of take their time and tell the story rather than have, having to cram an entire season into one film
1: yeah and i think well what, based on what i just read they're going to do 3 animated films and okay. it looks like that it's kind of set around ang and the gang as like adults
0: okay um this is the okay there's there's the sequel project that's in development yeah about the adult um characters mm-hmm. that's um, the animated one. and and that's yeah. animated okay okay mm-hmm. well that sounds cool um yeah
1: and, it's the paramount okay mm-hmm.
0: let's see is that yeah brian and mike the guys who made avatar are they on that project or
1: i'm trying it doesn't mention them, um, at least yeah. where, what I'm looking at right now. Um, I don't.
0: Know. I I'm sort of indifferent because I mean the, I don't know if they're necessarily all that interested in in doing because like they haven't been super active I guess with the franchise since uh, Legend of Korra. I mean I I feel like if yeah. they really wanted to play ball, like they 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 could but i don't know i think they may be a little too precious about their vision
1: oh no they are paramount they are. and nickelodeon okay. are teaming up for three brand new animated films um with brian and michael there we in go. the avatar universe um that's why i was like i know i remember reading a story where they had talked about how they were a part of that movie mm-hmm. the, the last one and they were like yeah they just like going in a weird direction and we just like kind of walked away from it um okay
2: but yeah because cool. they
1: and then like you know the the show focuses on hanging them as kids mm-hmm. and then it jumps to legend of korra and they mm-hmm. don't exist anymore they're dead and so <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and and that was um, yeah that was all brian and mike the original creators yeah. who did legend of korra um mm-hmm. and then that uh, you know didn't really pan out the way they wanted it to uh and then since then there's, it's been Kind of dormant, but but now yeah we have yeah. this. I mean that is really exciting if they're doing more animated content yeah. within that.
1: Yeah, it looks like they're gonna. It's gonna focus around them, and I mean maybe I mean honestly that's probably like what the fans wanted because like yeah. I liked Aang in them, mm-hmm. and then it jumped to Legend of Korra, and Legend of Korra was I, I liked Legend of Korra, but I kind of fell off in the last season because mm-hmm. I was just like eh, I don't really care about Korra like that, not really. Yeah, it was, it was a great <laughs> concept. Like, yeah. Yeah, like it was good,
0: good but, but uh, I was
1: like, I, I like that. Like, I like that they're gonna bring it back and give me more details in the middle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think we're hitting a bit of a time limit. It sounds like I, I, uh, totally. We've been <laughs> spending all this time off our meds on on the Thawed Chat here, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's been been very fun. Um, so thank you, Bridget, for for chatting a little bit about Zootopia plus. Uh, yeah, fun little concept, and you know it takes uh, some fun, creative liberties with Zootopia, um, and I mean, it's it's cool to see kind of this young creative team come in, and you know, hopefully uh, continue to see innovation from from Walt Disney Animation Studios, and they don't just become another algorithm based, you know, shill of a uh, animation <laughs> studio or something. Um, th- I mean, there is a lot of you know having to hit those um, investor numbers at Walt Disney Company, but I think they focus that energy more in some of their more uh, reliable earning, you know, parks and resorts, things like that that uh, aren't as heavy on like having to innovate creatively. Not saying that these areas don't innovate creatively, but it's just, it's a safer uh, investment than sometimes movies can be. Um, so I, I just hope, yeah, we, we consider to see good work coming from Walt Disney Animation Studios. Hard to use this as a barometer, um, but I don't know. It, what what did you think overall?
1: No, I thought it was really, really cute. Like, I thought it was, like, a nice little, like, kind of, like, refresher on the Zootopia world because, like, I mm-hmm. haven't watched Zootopia in a minute. And so I was like, oh, yeah, like, I really liked the soft characters and I really liked the little shrew people. And apparently a lot of people did because they had two episodes. Yeah. So- <laughs> I thought it was just like a fun little thing that you could watch i mean really you can watch it in an hour or you can just watch it 10 minutes at a time
0: yeah very nice uh we've got yeah the strange world coming up later this month uh i think enchanted will probably be our next disenchanted. episode <laughs> disenchanted yes. well i i still need to watch the first enchanted <gasps> but yes the uh the full the main focus Look. of the episode will be
1: disenchanted
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I loved uh,
1: enchanted like and I'm so mad. Like, I don't feel like I was surprised that they were doing Disenchanted because, like, I didn't know a lot of people who were very much into Enchanted. I oh. loved it. It was a musical. It had Amy Adams. I love her. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Um, it even had Audina Manzel. I mean, mm-hmm. She wasn't Elsa yet, so mm-hmm. you no. Know, I was like, "That's Elphaba from Wicked." Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but and she was also in Rent. She was in the um the movie Rent. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. She, but yeah, I was like, I didn't know a ton of people who really liked Enchanted. Like, I introduced friends to Enchanted, and I'm like, How have you not <laughs> heard of this? You have to. So, I love Enchanted, so I'm so excited that they finally like have another one. So, yeah, well, stay tuned for fun. that. <laughs>
0: yeah, that'll be, I think that that'll be out, um, kind of probably the day this episode drops, 18th November. Um, so fun, uh, times ahead. Um, and it'll be sort of a Disney Vember <laughs> <laughs> instead of a Disney Sember, as they often say.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, All righty. Well, thank you so much, Bridget. Uh, can people find you anywhere online?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Bridget5246. That's Bridge with a T, 5246.
0: Sweet. And find the Thodcast at Thodcast on Twitter and Instagram, thodcast.com. Find me at Philip Elke on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, streaming all kinds of different places uh, where you can find podcasts Um, well this was very fun a bit all over the place but uh, we got to (laughs) a lot of uh, fun topics so you all uh, go out and be the anti-hero that you all want to be Uh, have a wonderful week Uh, (laughs) have a magical day and warm hugs
2: Dusting always move. Move.